Hello, hello, hello. How is everybody doing today, tonight, this evening? Here we sit on the precipice of electing the 46th President of the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a long time coming, but we are finally here. We are finally here. Joseph R. Biden is about to assume the throne and become the 46th president of the United States. Just think about that. 45 men have held the office. And you might say 45, 46. Well, when you think about Grover Cleveland, who basically became the only president to be president in two non-consecutive terms, and our current president seeks to do the same. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a big, a big, a big night. As a person who loves history, as a person who loves politics, as a person who, let's just say, loves this sort of stuff, I'm excited. It's history-making. Think about that. It is history-making. History-making. I have been alive. Well, I was born in the 80s, so, you know, Reagan, Bush, Clinton, Bush, Obama. Trump, and now Joe Biden. You know, my friend likes to say, you know, we, we, we were so progressive when we elected, you know, Obama. And people say we swung too far to the left. And then we elected, you know, Donald Trump and we swung very hard to the right. And here we sit, basically putting us back right in the middle by electing a moderate per se, Joe Biden. I think anybody who says Joe Biden is a liberal, has liberal tendencies, is just so far radical, has not followed the man. They don't realize what they're saying. I, 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 to me personally, I think he's a moderate. I think he will be a very moderate force. Not to say that he won't be like most presidents who get elected for a first time. And the first thing they're thinking about is, Re-election. I think that will cross his mind. I think that will cross his mind of his political advisors, which is sad because I think when you run for president and you become president, the one thing on your mind shouldn't be getting reelected. It should be doing the job. You know, Donald Trump announced he was running for president again the moment. I mean, exactly after he was sworn in that night. Hey, I'm running for president again. He filed his paperwork. I think that just, it's like, okay, you know, you're constantly running for president. You are the president, so do the job. You know, a president, like I've been saying, really, when you think about it, a president has one year, one year to get truly get anything done. Because next year is an election year, midterms, 2022. We technically, we start running for, we start getting ready for the House. You know, Congress. And then after that, people start focusing on 2024. You know, someone had a good point. I was listening to talk radio and they said, you know, one thing about America, you're always running. It's like your 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 political races never ended. And I think about that. Think about that. Next year, we're running for Congress. And then next year, you know, the year after that, we're basically setting up for the 2024 race where people will look at Joe Biden, they will look at his age, and they will say, are you going to run again? And that has to be a big factor. And Democrats who are in the waiting wings will look at that. Is he going to run again? I want to be president. I don't want to wait. This is my time, some of them will say, but they will be patient. And a lot of them will be will be pressured not to challenge him in a primary. I think the biggest thing for Trump was he wasn't challenged in a primary. So when he basically became, you know, got to the general election, he was not ready. His skills weren't there. And if you look at it, there were so many yes men around him that it wasn't funny. So I, I think that we will look at the precipice is you know, Joe Biden, does he plan on running? You know, just just think about that in America. When you really think about America's politics, we're always running for office. We're always running. Politicians are always focused on 
the next race. You know, think about it. A House member has two years. So the moment he's elected, he has to really start focusing on, you know, running again. So it's like he really can't pass or, you know, truly work with the other side to get anything done, which is sad. You know, it makes our politics what it is. It's a combat, it's a combat sport, and it shouldn't be that way. We should be willing to work with the other side. Give me your hand. Let's do something that's going to benefit the American people. That's going to benefit me. That's going to benefit you. Ladies and gentlemen, here we sit on the precipice of electing, or, or not electing, but basically inaugurating Joseph R. Biden. You can't tell me you're not excited. It's history, very history-making. The one factor I want to say is, can we turn the page? Can we turn the page from 45 to 46? Can we focus on the new administration and slowly start to close the chapter, the book, on 45? You know, four years ago today, we were about to elect Donald Trump. And I would have said the same thing. I would have said, you know, the Obama years were mixed. They were good. Some stuff, you know, I didn't like. Some stuff I did. But let's give Donald Trump a chance. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give Joe Biden a chance. And many critics will say, well, why should I give him a chance? You guys didn't give Donald Trump a chance. You formed that Russia hoax and, you know, you've attacked him from day one. The one thing I would say, we attacked him from day one. We attacked him from day one. Did he not attack us from day one? Did he not, you know, give us the cold shoulder? Donald Trump was giving every opportunity, every opportunity to succeed. And I'll be honest, some of us, we didn't give him a chance. We didn't. And for people to say, oh, well, you didn't give him a chance. Number one, the Democrats were stunned that he won, that he beat Hillary Clinton. And they couldn't get over that election. He's not my president, which was the stupidest thing anyone could say. He is your president. You don't have to like it, but he is your president. We, we didn't give Donald Trump a chance. Some of us did, but some of us did. But the question I would tell the people who are telling me that, he didn't give us a chance. He attacked us. He never spoke to us. He was so dead focused on the people that got him elected that he did not bother expanding his base. You cannot be a president and only speak to the people that got you elected. You didn't win the popular vote. You won on a technicality. And if you win on a technicality, ask George Bush. He'll tell you, you have to expand the tent. Because people will be steady looking for saying, is he talking to us yet? Is he talking to us now? Is he there yet? Is he there now? He never was there. He never was there from his policies to his bullying. Was Donald Trump a perfect man? No. Was he a perfect president? No. Did he do some stuff right? Yes. But what's going to be overshadowed about what he did right is everything he did wrong from inciting a riot that tore down the nation's capital to being a sore loser, the Muslim ban, shithole countries. Do you know, do you know that Chuck Schumer, 2018, made a deal with Donald Trump? I think it was, he was going to give him 20, he offered him a $20 billion bill in exchange for DACA, for the wall. He offered Donald Trump $20 billion for the wall. And you might say, well, how could Chuck Schumer do that? He offered him the votes. Chuck Schumer said, I will get you the votes. Just give me DACA. That's called politics. Give a little bit, get a little bit.
It's horse trading. And Donald Trump said no. Do you remember when Donald Trump shut down the government because, you know, the Democrats had just won back the House? And he wanted the wall money and the Democrats said no. And they tried to blame Nancy Pelosi when, in fact, they had power for two fucking years and did not do anything. People do not realize, but the Republican Party used Donald Trump. They used Donald Trump. They placated him. They know what they wanted. They got their judges. They got their tax cuts. He was a useful idiot to them. And he couldn't see it. Let's do health care first, Donald. Donald Trump wanted to do infrastructure. That is what he should have done. That was his bread and butter. He could have done infrastructure, got some Democrats. And then the second bill out of the gate could have been a health care bill. He could have did that, and he could have split the party in half, which in turn, by the time the midterms came around, he could have kept the majority. And then use that momentum, 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 excuse me, <laughs> momentum, the big mo, the big mo to propel him to a nice, easy re-election. But he did none of those things. He got talked out of a lot, and he got talked out into a lot. Donald Trump put more judges on the bench than any president in the modern era. That's what Mitch McConnell wanted. That's what Paul Ryan wanted. They used him. Can we turn the page? Can we start to focus on Joe Biden? What about that? He never talked to us. And look what it caused him. He shocked. His people were shocked. How can he lose? How can he lose an election? This man never loses. You have to get tired of winning, he says. But when did we win? When did we win? We never had a chance to even get tired. We were wide awake from all the losing, court cases, the shutdown. He built a fraction of the wall that we had to pay for. Donald Trump, from all his assets, from all his, his glory, what I saw was a man who was a con man. He wasn't a great deal maker. And that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see the deal making. Now you might say, well, what about Mark? Well, Mark, what about the Middle East? I will say it again. What we saw in the Middle East is amazing. And I honestly believe if Donald Trump had one more term, he would have got peace in the Middle East. He would have got peace in the Middle East. And that would have been his crowning achievement. Say what you want about Donald Trump. That would have been something he could have said going to his grave. I was the president that could do get peace in the Middle East. I got Palestine to come along in Israel and sign a peace treaty. You know how big that would have been? Donald Trump and everybody says he couldn't get out of his own way. He was dead set. He had to be the center of attention. He was like a two-year-old. It's all about me. No, Donald, it's not. And look what it cost you. Look what it cost you. It cost you the White House. It cost you your name. It cost you your integrity. Right now, right now, Donald Trump must be feeling a certain kind of way. Can we, turn the, can we turn the page and start to focus on Joe Biden? Donald Trump must be feeling a certain kind of way tonight. He lost the presidency. There hasn't been a president since Jimmy Carter. Or we, we forget George H.W. Bush. But if you factor in George H.W. Bush, Perot doesn't run, you know, George Bush is basically wins a second term. Donald Trump lost because people could not stand Donald Trump. He brought it on himself. 
I read an article at the beginning of Donald Trump's turn about The Apprentice, and they said the reason the third season of The Apprentice failed is because Donald Trump made it all about himself. The reason that this presidency failed is because Donald Trump made it all about Donald Trump. It did not have to be this way. We could be on the cusp of a re-election of Donald Trump and be talking about how he came from behind again and won the presidency. We could be talking about how Joe Biden ran a campaign where he sat in his basement and that's why he lost. We could say Donald Trump showed how powerful he was. That he, he swayed enough voters to realize that the coronavirus was not his fault. He shouldn't have to pay for the consequences of what the virus brought. And he was doing everything in his power to get it under control. Warp speed. Focusing on the national debt, the economy. He was doing it all until this virus came, and all he needs is another term to finish the job. Can you imagine had he said those things? Could you imagine if he had got reelected and said, this is why? You know, I look at what he did as soon as the election was over, the moves he made, and I'll be shitting you, I'm so happy he did not get reelected. Don't get me wrong, he did good. I will say Donald Trump's the first president to go to the black community and say, what do you have to lose? He spoke to them. He listened to them. It impressed me to a point. You know, Ice Cube got a lot of flack. How could you speak to Donald Trump? How could you work for Donald, work with Donald Trump? Donald Trump, Ice Cube said, guess what? Donald Trump was willing to sit down with me and give me an air to listen. He said, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris said, wait till after the election. Democrats, I shit you not, continue to take the African-American vote for granted. It's up for grabs in 2024, 2022. Republicans can get the black vote. They just have to talk to him like Donald Trump did. He was the wrong messenger, but he brought the right message. That's all Republicans need. They need the right message with the right messenger. Black folks can tell a fake a mile away. So Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz, you can't come half-stepping. You have to be genuine. Otherwise, you will not earn their vote. They will not come out and vote for you. Ladies and gentlemen, can we turn the page? Can we focus on tomorrow? Can we focus on the next four years? There's a lot that Joe Biden has to do. He has to get the virus under control. He has to fix the economy. Education, infrastructure, pathway to citizenship. He's already getting flack for that by Republicans who controlled. Do you know in 2018, Republicans in the House put two immigration bills on the floor, one conservative, one moderate. These bills would have passed, but guess what? Donald Trump was too scared to put his weight behind any of them. Immigration is slowly becoming that topic where people can fix it, but they choose not to because they need a topic to just talk about. Let's stop talking and let's start doing. Who wants to their whole life every four years, every two years, hear about immigration? Let's not talk about it. Fix it. Joe Biden put a bill on the floor. He's about to put a bill on the floor and say, I want to give a pathway to, to citizenship for these people. Republicans, you don't like it, come back to the table and say, this is what we like. No longer, no longer, no longer do we have to talk past each other. We need to start talking to each other. We need to start working with each other. Ladies and gentlemen, we can't do that if we're not willing to listen to each other. This is the time, this is the place, this 
is the president to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I'm a firm believer that God puts people in places at certain times. He put Joe Biden at this time, at this moment, to become our president, to fix the issues that he knows we can. You do not have to like Joe Biden, but give him a chance. Listen to him. You told us we didn't give, <laughs> you told us we didn't give Donald Trump a chance. But I ask you, I lend my hand to you tonight and I said, say to you, my brother, I say to you, my sister, let's change it. Let's reverse it. Give Joe Biden a chance. Why do we have to continue to fight? We continue to fight, yet we make Fox, CNN, MSNBC, Newsmax, OAN, The Blaze. We make them richer. We tune in. And they play on our darkest fears. They feed us, regurgitate us everything we want to hear. I want to hear solutions. I want to hear facts. I no longer want to be lied to. Feed me the fucking truth. That's what I want. So you can sit in your bunker. You can sit there and say he's not your president. But didn't four years ago you chastised me and my friends for saying he's not my president? What's different now is because your guy didn't win and you expected it? Maybe, like I told my friend, maybe you should pull back the onion and look at it. The reason Donald Trump lost is not because of Donald Trump. It's because he bullied. He thought he was better than. He thought he was untouchable. He was a man his whole entire life. People said, I love you. You're so great, Donald. You're wonderful. He never knew failure until failure came knocking at his door. He lost on the biggest stage possible. My God, can you imagine to lose for the first time in your life on the biggest stage? That's like making it to the Super Bowl. Making it to the Super Bowl and coming up short. Your basketball championship game, middle school, I remember, and coming up short. That's like going to, to a debate. A speech conference, I remember, and coming up short. To lose on that stage at that time, at that moment, has to be humiliating. Excuse me, language. Has to be embarrassing. You told your supporters they were going to get tired of winning. You said there was no way you could lose. It's faked. It's rigged. These people rigged the fucking election. Do you know Fox is laying people off? Because they called an election, they called the election the right way, and it cost them viewership. So you're making people lose their job because people did the right thing? Donald Trump. Can we turn the page? Can we focus on the good? and not the bad. He would not even meet with Joe Biden. He could not even give him that courtesy. Yet the Republicans tell us we need to get over ourselves. Impeachment? We need to heal. <laughs> he would not even meet with the man for, for the pass down. The, the election is rigged. They rigged the effing election. They stole it from you. Go to the Capitol and get it back. The man who was the head of who was the head of Stop the Steal said the plan was to do the riot. And just by doing it, we could sway some people in Congress. If I'm a congressman or a senator and you're tearing my house, 
Oh, my word, you're right. The election was stolen. I mean, you're only tearing my house up. I believe you now. Their mind was so just messed up. The election wasn't stolen. The election wasn't stolen. More people came out because guess what? We made it easier for people to vote. We gave people the chance who probably wouldn't have waited in line. We gave them more paths to vote. Yet Republicans want to change it because when more people comes, come out and vote, guess what? They lose. Donald Trump could have won. Republicans can win. Their policies are good. But when they veer off and start demonizing the other side, like the other side likes to do to the Republicans, that's when you lose. Your policies are good, but sometimes they don't speak to everybody. You have to sell your policies to me. You have to sell your policies to my friends. Being a conservative is not a dirty word. Being fiscal responsible is not a dirty word. Stopping the steal is a dirty word. Lying to your constituents, taking their money, saying you're going to overturn an election. 60 lawsuits. How many affidavits? We just want a judge to hear the evidence. Conservative judges after conservative judges after conservative judges heard the evidence. These people took money off the backs of hard-working men and women. Just give us $10. Just give us a dollar. We can overturn the election. I don't know the path this country wants to go. 244 years. Our democracy proved how fragile it is. Peaceful transfer of power. We are no more. The one thing Donald Trump succeeded at is making this country the laughing stock of the world. Right now, we are like the star quarterback in high school who hit a rough patch, become became a drug addict, and is slowly trying to go through rehab. We're trying to recover. We're trying to show the world we can stand again on our own two feet. But ladies and gentlemen, I need one thing. I need you to help me turn the page. Help me focus on a new era. We cannot continue to look back at the Trump era and think it is good. If Trump had won, it would prove the way this country wants us to go. But he never spoke to me. He never spoke to you. He only spoke to himself, his supporters. Donald Trump, like I said, lost this election on January 21st, 2017, when he made the choice to only speak to his supporters. He had never expanded his base. He never felt a need to. And when he lost, it was our fault. It had to be stolen. There's no way I could lose. Donald Trump could have been the bigger man. He could have said, I lost the election. I don't like it. It sucks. But guess what? We can get over it. Ladies and gentlemen, help me turn the page. Let's focus on Joe Biden. Let's focus on something good. Let's not spend these next, this next year, this next, uh, this, the two years focusing on the past. Let's focus on the future. Please help me.
turn the page. Help me. Help me, please turn the page. Donald Trump is the fourth president to ever. Donald Trump is the fourth president to not want to do a peaceful transfer of power. Donald Trump is the first president to not go to his his predecessor's inauguration. Think about that. Be the bigger man. My mom used to tell me, do not burn bridges because you never know when you have to go back. Donald Trump right now is burning bridges and houses on his way out the fucking door. Yet he might want to run again in 2024, and you think we might not remember the way you left the house? How you left the job? You don't cuss your boss out on your last day. And three years later, you text him and say, hey, are you hiring? Can I get my job back? You don't say, this job sucks and I can do better and move on. And in three months, come asking for your job back. People remember this. People remember this. Help me turn the page. Help me make this country better. Let's focus on the good, not the bad. The virus, we have to get it under control. The economy, we have to fix that. We have to be willing to do the things we weren't willing to do the last four years. We have to be willing. Let's put a deposit down now. So we don't have to put one down later. This country is hurting. This country is hurting right now. We are more divided than we've ever been. We had a leader who intentionally wanted to divide us, not bring us together. Republicans, tell us. Donald Trump wants to heal. What did, what did my friend Senator Graham tell us? Donald Trump wants to heal us? Don't do this impeachment? The chameleon people say he is. Yet he wants to divide us. Donald Trump, you want to heal us? Go to the inauguration. Make peace. You want to heal us? Tell your supporters you lost the election. The election was fair and square. Bill Barr said he could not find any irregularities. The guy you put in place to make sure the election was fair said this was the most fair election of our lifetime. Yet it was not good enough for you. You fired him. Bill Barr walked away. You cannot handle the fact that you lost. So we must pay. Tear the house down. Stop the steal. Give me $20. Give me a dollar. Give me $5. Who does it benefit? Who does it benefit? Who does it make better? The virus rages on. Hang Mike Pence, you said. Your supporters said we came to the Capitol at the request of your boss, Donald Trump. He sent us here with a message. We are going to take back this election. It was stolen from us. Stop the steal, they said. To all the Trump supporters right now who are getting arrested because they walked in the Capitol showing their faces, 
the only thing I can think of is I'm hearing my mom would say, how stupid are you? These people are facing five, maybe not five, 10, 20, so maybe 30 years of federal prison for doing something so, so stupid. Yet the man you look up to and you idolize, is he going to pardon you? Is he going to cut you a break? No. Know why? Because he knows if he pardons you, he's done. He never cared about you. It's all about him. And now you're going to jail over a lie, and he's going to Florida to golf. Think about that. Think about that when the judge rule gives you your ruling and the gavel comes down. Think about the man that you idolized, that you called the savior, that QAnon said he was coming to get the Democrats and make them pay. The only one paying is you. The only one that's going to jail is you. Nancy Pelosi's just fine. You're going to be behind bars for 20 years because you were stupid. Donald Trump, give me a pardon. I was doing it by your request. You know what my mom used to say? If all your friends jumped off a bridge, would you jump too? There's a peaceful way to protest. You could have gone to the Capitol, but did you have to go inside? And if the FBI came knocking on your door, you could be like, I was there. You don't see me. I was at the bottom of the stairs. I was looking at these people. I didn't get wrapped up in no, no BS. To his supporters, I want you to think about that. You're going to jail. This man said he was going to take care of you. He said he was going to walk to the Capitol with you, yet he went back to the White House. And you are about to go to jail. There were people who were retired. There were policemen who walked in and showed their badge. The most fucked up thing about the situation is how it was handled. Think about that. Last summer, they were at full force for Black Lives Matter. But when it came time, when it came time, for Trump supporters, oh, they don't do anything. <laughs> they love the police. They, they respect us. And it costs people their jobs. It costs five people their lives. Why? Because of a fucking lie. Because people thought Trump supporters love the police. How could they ever want to do something like this? You underestimated these people. You took it for granted, and look what they did. Stop the steal. Now you'll be in prison, having a record. There was a woman who flew down on a jet, flew down on a private jet. She had money. She had a career. She had a life. And she threw it all away for one fleeing moment that she can't get back. Think about that. You think he's going to pardon you now? He knows if he pardons you, he's done. If he does a mass pardon of these people, he's done. You think he cares about you? No, it's about him. But it's too late for you to realize that. The charges have already been filed. The damage has already been done. You bought the book. You read it. And you marched. And you broke windows. You went in a federal building you were not allowed to go in. And you showed your face on camera. You had the clear audacity to think you belong there. Our president sent us here. We were sent by him. 
To me, if I'm a juror, that argument doesn't hold up in court. Okay. What if he told you to go rob a bank? Are you going to rob a bank? How old are you? You have to know the difference between right and wrong. He said, go to the Capitol. Did he say go in? Or did you go a little bit further? Did Was it implied? Did you go to the Capitol thinking you were going to stand there and have your fists and you were going to pump them? And then all of a sudden you saw people start climbing walls and go in the building and knocking down glass. And you said, well, I guess I got to go with them. Do you not know the difference between right and wrong? Do you not or you just don't care? Do you feel like you're too entitled? Think about that. Where is your savior now? Where does he sit? And where do you sit? You're facing, you're facing years. You've got serious complications facing you. Yet now, it's all over. Within 24 hours, your chance of a pardon will be done. Your savior will be in Florida. And you'll be left wondering how you can get out of this situation. The guy who stole Nancy Pelosi's lectern, his judges said, his lawyer said, he's a family man. He's a father of five. His wife's a doctor. So tell me this. He's a family man, a father of five. So that should give him a pass. Do you know how many people would commit a crime and when they got to court, they'd say, your honor, jury, this guy is a family man. He's a father of five. His, his wife's a doctor. Oh, my God. We should just stop the court case now. Let's let him off. Let him off. Yet when he took that picture smiling with the lectern, I didn't see a, a family man of five. I saw an idiot. How do you commit a crime and you put yourself on <laughs> how do you commit a crime and you put yourself on video and you don't think there are consequences? You think you're better than me? You think you're better than the judge, the jury? Your honor. The defense is gonna argue he's a family man. The defense is gonna say this guy's an upstanding gentleman. The defense is going to say he's never done anything wrong in his life. But this one moment, he had a lapse of judgment. Your Honor, I present to the court today, if every time someone did something wrong, are we just going to let them off the hook because they're a family man? He has five children. He has 30... Let's say he's 36, let's say if he's 40 years old, the, def my, the, the defense should know the difference between right and wrong. If not, how does he lead his kids? What is he teaching them? Help me turn the page. Joe Biden tomorrow will go to mass with the four leaders of Congress, Pelosi, McConnell, Pelosi, McConnell, McCarthy, Schumer, yeah, Schumer, and they will sit down, they will go to mass. Let's start working together. Let's build a government that works for me and you. Can you imagine that? Let's do things where we don't get everything we want, but we're willing to, to get something. People say politics is the, is the act of the possible. To me, what's possible is a voting's right, a voting rights bill. 
COVID relief, immigration reform, voting reform. Let's do things in this next four years where we look back and we say, we came out of the darkness, we went into the light, and we made it better. You don't have to like Joe Biden. You you don't even you could even say he's not your president. But the question I will ask to you is the question I will ask to you is did you like it when people said it about Trump? I will admit People did not give Trump a chance, but like I said, he did not give them a chance. His supporters did not give Joe Biden a chance, and now they wait their fate. They wait their fate. We're going to turn the page. We're going to go into the light. If I'm Joe Biden tomorrow, I don't meet with Pelosi. I don't meet with Schumer. I meet with McConnell. I meet with McCarthy. And I'd say, what can we do? What can we get done? I might be the president of the United States. I might be the leader of the Democratic Party. But I'm meeting with you because I want to get stuff done. But I need you to meet me halfway. No political games. Meet me halfway. Let's not continue to divide this country. Give me a year. Give me one year to put stuff on the floor to get stuff down. I won't go too far left, but I need you to stand up to your constituents and take my hand. Let's lead but I need you to help me lead. Be my partner. Could you imagine the powerfulness if he said that? Now people are saying, well, McConnell will never go for that. And you're probably right. He probably won't. McConnell right now is fighting Schumer because McConnell knows Democrats might get rid of the filibuster. And he does not want that to happen. I personally am torn. I don't think you should get rid of the filibuster. I think the moment you get rid of the filibuster, guess what? All bets are off. We're going to have fucking swings left and right. But McConnell also has to know he has to be willing to work with the other side. And the Democrats have to be willing that you might have only two years in the the majority. And you might only have four years in the White House. So if you get rid of the filibuster today, don't come crying like you did of the Supreme Court justices. Don't change the rules today and then cry tomorrow. That would be what I would say if I was McConnell. But I would also look McConnell in the eye and say, don't force my hand to enact legislation that might shift this country farther left than it wants to go. But we feel it needs to. Right now, these are difficult times. This country is divided. There are over 25,000 troops in D.C. I saw someone say, If you've got this much defense, don't you think that people don't want you to be president? And I wanted to say if I was there, that person, the reason this has happened, because people like you showed up on the 6th and tore the fucking house down. So how dare you say we don't need this? You can't preach a message and retry to, you can't preach one message and then try to rewrite history. You and your supporters did this. And this is what we have to do for a peaceful transfer of power.
and Republicans are saying, we want to, trying to send kumbaya, kumbaya. You help poke the wood to get the fire nice and hot. How dare you tell me now I need to get over it and just give you a hug. Fuck hell no. Because I know you would not do the same for me. We gotta heal this nation. But the only way we do it is be by willing to work with the other side. If we're not willing to work with the other side, what are we doing? We might as well have put kept Donald Trump in power. Just tear the system down and walk away. People are getting tired of being divided and they're breaking. Right now, Fox is feeling the heat. They're feeling the heat. They laid people off because people made what? A call for Arizona? So now they have to shift more right to get, to claim, to claim the mantle? We are at a very cautious place right now. We need to come together. Because if tomorrow we can't come together as a nation, Joe Biden might be our last president. The world looked to America for leadership. Ronald Reagan said we were that shiny light on the hill. But after Donald Trump, that light has flickered. It is almost dim. We cannot continue to go down this path and think we're doing good. Think we're doing well. Help me turn the page. I beg of you. You can look at Donald Trump and you can say, well, he did do some good things. He did make us better somewhat. The tariffs? You cannot squeeze a nation and not expect them to squeeze you back. And that's what I learned from the tariffs. He, he politicized the military. Was he a good president? On some aspects, yes. But the last two and a half months, no. And the sad part is, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, this is what he'll be remembered for. When historians write about this president, about this time, they'll always start on the 6th. They'll always start about a man who lost an election but could never get over it. They could never, they'll talk about politicians who enabled him, coddled him, couldn't say, Mr. President, you lost. Medias don't call election. Of course they don't. But you didn't say that in 2016. You didn't say that in 2012. Never heard that comment mentioned in, in 08. But Donald Trump loses, and I hear the media don't call, doesn't call elections. Of course they don't. They look at the facts. They look at the data. No one wants to look at the facts anymore. They just want to be fed what they want. They already know. What did Kelly and Conway say down Trump's first year? Alternative facts? There are no alternative facts. In an alternative, alternative universe, I'm a rich man. In an alternative universe, I'm married to a supermodel. There are no alternative facts. They're just facts. You don't have to like them, but you have to live with them. We have to start healing. We have to start focusing on a path in this country that betters me, you, your family. Let's make a down payment now so we don't have to do it later. So we don't have to do it later.
Please, I beg of you. As a man who loves history, we cannot forget the last four years. Donald Trump came in at a time when this country was limping along. And he let us, he built the economy. The biggest tax cut ever. The biggest tax cut ever. But he didn't pay for it. He could have did DACA. There were a lot of things he could have did done, but he chose not to. He chose uh, to divide us. Help me turn the page. There has never been a president to come in at a time like this since FDR, Obama. Today I sat and I wondered, why would anyone want this job right now? Can you imagine two years ago when when Biden was running for office? He didn't think he was getting this. Right now, if I was having getting about to get sworn in tomorrow, I think I'd be reaching for a stiff drink. A stiff drink. A virus raging out of control. An economy on the precipice of collapse. An insurrection. 25,000 troops in the capital for a peaceful transfer of power. A president on his way out that can't even do you the courtesy that he was given on his way in. Can you, the way we are going in this country, some people say we're at a fork in the road. We can choose to go down the path of more divisiveness, more division. Or we can go down the path where we turn the page and we start working with the other side. Start listening, start hearing. Push back the hardcore members of our party and just work with the center of each. Let's get stuff done, I would say if I was Joe Biden. Let's get stuff done. Let's show the people that want to divide us, that talk for a living, that we can do more than fight, that we can fight for the American people, that we can fight for them. Let's make politics boring again. I find politics interesting because I love the fact of helping people. And that's what it is. Joe Biden was put right here at this moment to fix the mess that was made and left on his doorstep. And I pray and I hope that it can. I pray and I hope that things get better. I just pray and I hope that he is the president that everyone's saying he can be and will be. Can we stop? Can we turn the page? Can we quit the nonsense? Stop the steal was a lie. Joe Biden becoming our next president is the truth. You don't have to like it. But know what I told my friends and everybody who's against this. I say, you know what? Start focusing on 2022 and 2024. Don't dwell on the situation. Dwell on what you can make better. Because if you continue to dig in and you're not willing to make things better for you, your family, your friends, your community, you are the problem. And you will end up like the people on the six who are facing deep consequences for their actions. Think about it, people. Where's your pardon? He's going to Florida and you're going to jail. Think about that. Stop the steal. I don't think so. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Thank you. Please, if you like the content, you like it, please subscribe. Right now, we're making history tomorrow. I can't wait. Turn the page from 45 to 46. Let's make history. Let's make a change. Let's make things better.
If you like, subscribe, share. Love every one of you. Ladies and gentlemen, have a good night. Inauguration. Gotta love it.